right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I'm your host, Eric, and uh, no guests. No guests tonight. Uh, this was supposed to be a wonderful Friday Night Live episode, but uh, YouTube decided I didn't need that episode at all, so it deleted it, and I couldn't uh, download it and upload it to alternative platforms such as BitChute or Odyssey. Um, so here I am, Monday nights. Uh, it's kind of like cramming for a test in the morning, right? So uh, let's get into it. I'm not going to be able to recreate the drunken magic that was uh, Friday night, so uh, this will just have to do. <laughs> All right, so starting off, we've got uh, several stories uh, that I think will pique everybody's interest, uh, including this one. U.S. Secretaries of Defense and State headed to NATO headquarters over Ukraine crisis. That's right. The Defense Department announced on April 8th that the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin was to leave today. And uh, let me get my stupid face out of the way uh, to consult with the civilian and military leaders in Israel, Germany, NATO headquarters in Brussels and Great Britain. Topics to be discussed include international defense relationship, burden sharing and enduring transatlantic security. The last reference to NATO. Uh, in Israel, he's to meet the opposite leader, Defense Minister Benjamin Gantz and uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, and this will probably have to do with uh, Iran more than anything else. Uh, in Germany, he's scheduled to meet with Minister of Defense Anregretz Krump Karrenbauer. <clears throat> a Karen, of course. And uh, Chancellery Foreign and Security Policy Advisor Dr. Jan Hecker to discuss what the Defense Department website describes as a bilateral military cooperation with one of our closest NATO allies. The Pentagon press release also states Austin and German officials will deliberate over combating the malign influence of our shared strategic rivals. Say that five times fast. Uh, that can only mean Russia and China. So there we go. That's right. Russia hacking everybody and everything. China buying up all the world, right? So... Uh, yes, this uh, doesn't mean anything good, really. Um, it seems that uh, once Biden got into the White House, he's done nothing but uh, try to poke his finger in the chest of Russia, because after all, Orange Man was uh, in bed with Vladimir Putin at, at every moment of the day and, you know, would frequently check in with the Kremlin to see what he had to do next, right? So, And of course, uh, China is, uh, is kind of a quandary, and I guess he's only doing this... Uh, Kind of to show that, oh, no, he's not China's man at all, right? So just um, stuff to be on the lookout there because uh, all of it is very concerning, especially when it uh, comes to Iran and the, the Ukraine and Russia and everything because that, that could go hot at any moment. So it's uh, basically a tinderbox and we're just like throwing matches at it at this point. So And of course, I'm using the royal we. I don't mean I'm not doing it. I don't fucking care. But uh Seems like the uh, the people that should not be in charge of anything uh, could barely manage uh, cleaning a toilet, but you know here they are trying to inflame the world. Of course, so uh, this one uh, was kind of fun. I saw this one earlier today, and I was like, "Oh well, I'm definitely going to be talking about this subject." And uh, when you guys read this headline, you're going to laugh with me. So here it is. Pentagon scientists reveal microchip that senses COVID-19 in your body before you show symptoms and a filter that extracts the virus from the blood. This is 100% unadulterated bull 
shit. Uh, let's see. Let's the let's the notes. This this is one thing I can say for the Daily Mail. They put these notes at the top of the story, which make it very easy to wrap up what is being said. So I once again move my stupid face out of the way. Scientists at the Pentagon's secretive unit are researching viruses and developing pandemic cures. They work at Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and other Pentagon laboratories. DARPA's teams saw COVID-19 infected 1,271 on board the USS Theodore Roosevelt as the virus unspread unchecked. In response, they have developed a microchip to detect asymptomatic COVID in a bid to prevent an outbreak. The chip is inserted below the skin and triggers a sensor if the COVID infects the body. DARPA also created a filter which could remove COVID virus from the blood when they attach to dialysis. They are also working on a vaccine that would work against all coronaviruses, even the ones not yet identified. The team also successfully manufactured antibodies against the Spanish flu. Um, if this sounds like science fiction, it's because it is. Uh, number one, the COVID-19 virus has never been isolated in a laboratory environment. Uh, nobody has a sample of COVID-19 to even check this against. And I find all of this, um, stupid. And, uh, if, (laughs) if the, uh, the male is putting this out as a means of being serious journalists, this is, uh, irresponsible. So uh, I'm fully expecting the uh, the fact checkers over at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything to start loading up all kinds of little warning labels, right? That's going to happen on this story? Yeah, I doubt it. So, yes, that one is definitely bullshit. Uh, let's see. Over here in the U.S., we've got uh, some other other news, which um, (laughs) it's not going to be good. Cops, we have a problem. We've got a big problem. I don't know why cops in this country have seemed to think that, well, we can shoot people with impunity and then claim an oopsie later and then never be charged with it. You know, manslaughter at the very least. But uh, no, this, uh, this doesn't happen. So let's take a look at this story. That's right. Uh, officer meant to use taser, not a gun, before fatally shooting Dewante Wright, police chief says. Oopsie. I drew my gun and pulled the trigger, even though a taser looks completely different than a handgun. And I'm not exactly sure what this department's uh, sidearm of choice is. Um, typically, I see uh, either a Glock um, or a... Croatian, uh, you know, Springfield Armory pistol, usually a nine millimeter, but that that type of stuff. So I'm not exactly sure what their department issues as a sidearm. But if you held a taser in your hand, uh, the type that shoots out the little prongs and the little pieces of confetti, so you know which taser shot it, um, you definitely know the difference. Number one, the taser has got bright ass fucking yellow all over it as a signal to the shooter. It's like, hey, by the way, you've got a taser in your hand. Uh, they're not all black, and uh, this is just complete horseshit. Uh, if you're so scared 
that everybody that you are going to talk to is going to end up murdering you, don't become a cop. It's not the job for you. Go work at an all wood furniture manufacturer, you know, where you can, you know, create little porch swings and little porch rocking chairs and stuff like that. Much safer job for you. When you go there, customers come in and they ask for a, a, some kind of backyard furniture that's made out of all wood. And then you show them where that's at and then they buy it from you. And if they don't like it, they can always return it for a refund or an exchange for something else. Right. 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 Uh, that job, they're not trying to murder you every single second of every single day because the people who trained you, Mr. And Mrs. Police officer, they tell you that everybody you come in contact with you will lie to you and try to murder you. And this is just not the case because most people aren't violent asshats. Now, the lying part, okay, everybody's lied to a cop. Everybody, <laughs> okay. Try to murder one? Eh, I don't think so. So a uh, police officer fatally shot a black man identified as Duante Wright after he was pulled over in Minneapolis suburb Sunday, leading to clashes between protesters and law enforcement. On Monday, the police chief for the city of Brooklyn Center said the unidentified officer intended to use her taser, but instead grabbed her gun and shot Wright. Police released body cam video of the shooting at a news conference. In the video, the officer who shot Wright shouted taser multiple times before firing her gun at Wright and close range while Wright was in the driver's seat. I just shot him, the officer said as a car drove away. Uh, Sunday shooting happened in the midst of the Derek Chauvin trial for killing of George Floyd. And that has got, that's got stuff all over it. Uh, I have seen articles trying to defend Derek Chauvin by saying his knee was on the shoulder of the guy instead of on his neck, even though clearly in the bystanders footage, you can see the knee right across the back of his neck and not on his shoulder. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that, that one is, uh, going to be spicy if that one comes back, uh, not in the way that uh, most people think it should happen, but, uh, but this one is also, uh, is also going to turn out to be uh, quite, quite the thing. So, uh, and there's the guy. There, there's Duante right, right there with his. Uh, I, I'm assuming a baby son. At a first birthday. So, yep, there you go. You know, police cannot be stopped, and they got qualified immunities. Immunity. So, uh, don't ever think for a moment that uh, that police are your buddies, your friends. Don't ever talk to cops. Uh, every lawyer and other police officers will actually tell you this. Don't, don't talk to police officers. Uh, and it's like those fun lawyers. Um, I think they're in California, but they, they always uh, put out videos on Friday called shut the fuck up Fridays. You know, <laughs> listen to them. They know what they're talking about. All right. So this one kind of caught my eye and this was from CNN politics. Uh, Fact-checking Biden's speech announcing new executive actions on gun, gun control. All right, so this is CNN politics. I don't know if this made it to the channel because I don't watch TV news. This is interesting. Let's scroll down here. Uh, in the wake of another series of mass shootings, which, by the way, take umbrage with the, uh, <laughs> you know, take exception to how they categorize these and how they count them. Uh, around the U.S., President Joe Biden announced several gun control-focused executive actions on Thursday. Number one, 
you can't. There's a Second Amendment in this country, which guarantees that it's the right of the people to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed, even though it's been infringed over and over again. Lysander Spooner intensifies all that all that gobbledygook. Uh, gun control measures can be done on the state level because state constitutions and whatnot. Uh, executive orders, we don't have an elected king. I don't know where this crap started, but I, you know, I guess the Constitution was in fact a coup against the Articles of Confederation, but that's neither here nor there. What is actually kind of interesting about this article is they actually go through and fact check it. And they did a fairly decent job at it. So when we get down here, gun factors and liability. Biden claimed that the only industry in America, a billion dollar industry that can't be sued, has exempt from being sued are gun manufacturers. That's not true. Uh, anybody who's had to deal with vaccine injury uh, knows full well that uh, vaccine makers are uh, not liable for their products. So here we go. Facts first. This is false. Gun manufacturers are not entirely exempt from being sued, nor are they the only industry with some liability protections. Way to go, CNN Politics. Under the 2005 Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, gun manufacturers cannot be held liable for the use of their products in a crime. However, gun manufacturers can still be held liable and sued for a range of things, including negligence, breach of contract regarding the purchase of a gun, uh, certain damages from defects in the design of a gun. And we all remember the Remington case from a few years ago uh, about the uh, really, really hair triggers that would go off. Uh, in 2019, a Supreme Court allowed a lawsuit against a gun manufacturer, Remington Arms Com Company, to continue the plaintiff's survivor and family. Nine of the victims of Sandy Hook mass shooting are attempting to hold the company, which manufactured the semi-automatic rifle, was used in the killing. Partly responsible by targeting the company's marketing policies, other area where gun manufacturers can be held liable. Now, this is bullshit. Um, just because a certain advertisement goes out it doesn't mean they were specifically targeting teenage boys uh after all adam lanza stole that rifle from his mother <laughs> uh it wasn't marketed to he didn't buy the damn thing his mother did and he stole it from her and the last time i checked when you steal somebody else's gun it's still a crime so yes I will give CNN politics points for actually doing a fact check, but then, you know, throwing in its usual bullshit. Uh, other industries also have some exemptions and liability. For example, vaccine manufacturers cannot be held liable in a civil suit for damages from a vaccine related injury or death. And for the next four years, pharmaceutical companies developing the COVID-19 vaccines will have immunity from liability under the 2005 Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act. Those who claim to have been harmed by vaccines may receive money from the government, not the pharmaceutical company via the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. CNN Politics, doing a fact check. I am shocked just as much as you are. Uh, let's see, background checks and gun shows. Biden claimed, uh, let's see, yeah, there we go. If you walk into a store and you buy a gun, you have a background check. But if you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want. No background check. Okay. So we all know this is false. Uh, several gun stores, and I'm speaking for Louisiana. I understand. I understand. Your mileage may vary. We have gun stores all around here that don't have a brick and mortar business. Okay. They're being run from a guy's garage. All they do is they go to the gun stores. 
you fill out the form 4473 at the gun show and they call Nick's right there on the spot to approve you yes or no. The gun show loophole. Now, if me and another guy in line at the gun show wanted to buy, sell, or trade the guns that we have with us at the time, all we need is a driver's license. That's it. And a bill of sale. That's that's all. There's no transfer. There's no registration. Nothing. It's a private sale from one citizen to another. want to strangle some of these motherfuckers when they start talking about this crap. So this framing from Biden is misleading since it leaves the false impression that gun shows are exempt from background check laws. Purchases at gun shows are not exempt from background checks, which are required on purchases from licensed gun dealers, whether you are in a gun store, a gun show, or anywhere else. Only purchases from private sellers, whether at a gun show or elsewhere, do not require a background check in most states. CNN politics, everybody. Getting a fact check. Fact check. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm like so giddy about this. It's not even funny. Uh, yes, and then they further continue. Under federal law, anyone who is purchasing a gun from a federal firearms licensed dealer must go through a national, national instant criminal background check system. Next. These licensed dealers include anyone trying to make money by selling guns or who sell guns regularly. They must be an FFL dealer. And regardless of where they sell guns, online, at a store, at a gun show, they have to put buyer, buyers through the NICS. CNN fact check. I'm beside myself. It's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Under federal law, private sellers not looking to turn a profit and who only make occasional sales of firearms from a personal collection do not have to run buyers through the background check system, according to the ATF, not AFT. Uh, the private seller exemption is often referred to as the gun show loophole. Thank you for putting it in quotes because it is not true. State laws around background checks vary widely. In 14 states in the District of Columbia, for instance, private sellers must subject each buyer to a background check. And it is illegal for a private seller to sell a gun to someone who is not legally permitted to own a firearm. Private sellers cannot sell a gun to a resident of another state without first shipping the gun to an FFL dealer who will run the buyer through the NICS before handing over the weapon. I might have to check out CNN Politics from now on if they are going to do fact checks. And guess what? They provide links. So red flag logs and suicides. Biden touted. So-called red flag laws, also known as extreme risk protection order laws, which allow people to ask a court to temporarily move the guns from people believed to be a danger to themselves or others. He said that states with red flag laws have, quote, seen a reduction in the number of suicides in these states. Facts first. This needs context. Research on this subject is limited. Some of the available research data is mixed and suicide rates have increased around the U.S. in the 21st century. Okay, so now they're going to get into all of this, but why isn't Biden's claim false? Because some academic research has found that Indiana, Connecticut had fewer firearm suicides that would have been expected with the red flag laws. Uh, okay, so... Okay, so the two links that they have here, this one goes to PolitiFact, and this one goes back to a CNN thing. I don't like it when they link to themselves. And PolitiFact, and as you're going to see here, 
so I would actually want to see the way that they did that study. I'm just going to click on the link just to show you. Uh, let's see. Going back to that one. And in this one, it just links back to a CNN article. Yeah. So don't play the video. Okay. Oh, God. Stop. There we go. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go back to the uh, screen share here. Trying to get it to where it wasn't uh, playing the audio because they just automatically play videos, whether I want it to or not. Uh, okay. So there is additional nuance to consider. One study on Indiana and Connecticut found that while Indiana's red flag laws were associated with an overall reduction in suicides of all kinds compared to the expected number, the overall picture was mixed in Connecticut. So there we go. Doing a fact check. Uh, so that was on that whole speech. Um, so I don't know. Might have to uh, catch the uh, <laughs> CNN politics from now on just to see what they're doing. I mean, that's... That's crazy, guys. Would have never expected it. Okay, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, Bitcoin stuff here, uh, just because I find that most of the Bitcoin stuff that's out there is kind of mixed. You got a lot of people out there that don't like Bitcoin for one reason or another. You've got some folks out there who think it's of the devil. Um, had an interesting uh, Twitter exchange with that once where the guy uh, claimed that uh, Bitcoin was a plot by the Rothschilds, which I'm open to all kinds of conspiracy theories, but come on now. <laughs> come on now. Okay, so this one uh, from Mises.org which you guys should be checking the Mises Institute from time to time because they have uh, wonderful articles like this. Critics claim Bitcoin is a threat to the environment. They're wrong. Uh, so Peter St. Ong, Ong, I'm not sure how I pronounce it. Uh, apologies either way. Uh, one popular critique of Bitcoin is energy cost per transaction. This doesn't begin to re, sorry, doesn't begin to capture Bitcoin's massive energy savings compared to fiat currency. Bitcoin's cost per transaction is well known and often critiqued. One article in Wired magazine, which is absolute filth, don't read that garbage, uh, called Bitcoin a big middle finger to Earth's climate. Need I say more? Uh, this is Bitcoin's, uh, this is because Bitcoin's security, redundancy, and architecture are more energy intensive than traditional payments, relying on a single point of failure. Uh, comparing the energy of a single transaction barely scrapes the surface of the dollar's carbon footprint, which includes the entire financial infrastructure supporting fiat, 8.4% of GDP in the U.S. alone, slightly behind manufacturing. This includes 80,000 bank branches, 470,000 ATMs in the U.S. alone, and forests of skyscrapers towering over most cities on Earth. Alas, that is still only the beginning because paper money allows governments to print unlimited amounts of debt, which causes various collateral damages, including inflation, recessions, and trillions in wasteful spending or endless wars whose costs are hidden by debt financing. These all, of course, carry catastrophic human costs that only can be imperfectly expressed in a carbon footprint. 
the uh, number one polluter on the planet is the U.S. military. So there you go. Still, we can take a stab at addressing that disconnect by estimating the carbon footprint of just one element of the fiat collateral, uh, collateral damage, the modern recession. First, how does fiat money cause recession? This is well known in economics for centuries before the Keynesian dogma turned mainstream economists into court gestures. The key element is that central banks push interest rates below the market rate, flooding easy money into the economy. This boom gradually sparks price inflation, at which point central banks slam on the brakes and jack up rates, tightening money. The whipsaw leads to a mass extinction of low quality projects funded by easy money. The end result is a boom bust cycle that like a tissue fire burns too bright and too short, leaving behind ashes. How does Bitcoin fix this? Bitcoin takes purchasing powers out of central banks, manipulation space, dulling their ability to cause cycles. If enough dollars are sold for Bitcoin, this drains the space until the central bank manipulation can no longer send the entire economy into recession. How does that translate into a carbon cost? We have a very elegant instrument connecting the two. The energy cost of a dollar of GDP, because every watt that human use to achieve is some goal to seek a, quote, more satisfactory state of affairs, it means we can estimate the carbon footprint of a dollar of lost wealth, specifically how much energy it would take to rebuild the wealth were it destroyed. Tally up the dollars lost in a recession, and we can estimate the carbon footprint. So let's plug in the number and compare Bitcoin to the dollar. First, what's the carbon footprint of Bitcoin today? This is trickier than it looks because the large share of Bitcoin mining is powered by green energy. Smart Energy says 39% of Bitcoin energy is renewable, while the global crypto asset benchmarking study estimates that three quarters of cryptocurrency mining uses some renewables as in its energy mix. Either way, Bitcoin is far greener than the rest of the economy, which averages 11% renewable use. A big reason why Bitcoin loves green energy is that Bitcoin mining can be located almost anywhere on earth, while renewables are often located in strange places like the Himalayas, the Sahara, or Quebec tundra. So read the rest of the article. This is so interesting and it's, it's kind of a head trip. I mean, you're going to need a a little bit of the thing. So, um, you know, you're going to need a little bit of a, uh, a clear head when you read this. Uh, so (laughs) in other words, the argument here is that, uh, destroying wealth through recession and, uh, inflation and everything is going to cost more in energy costs to make up the difference than uh, just Bitcoin by itself. So, uh, and here we'll get to our weird story (laughs) and uh, then we'll cap this off. A Florida woman found naked in a storm drain was missing for three weeks, got lost in a tunnel during a swim. I am not exactly sure how you do this and it only takes Florida woman to figure that out, I guess. Uh, so yeah, there she is in uh, all of her pixelated glory being let out of a storm drain, I guess. Uh, naked Florida woman rescued, pulled her out of a storm drain Tuesday, had been missing for three weeks, according to local reports. Authorities say a passerby called 911 after hearing a 43-year-old Lindsay Kennedy calling for help from within an eight-foot pit at about 9 a.m. in Delray Beach. Police and firefighters removed the cap, lowered a ladder and harness, and pulled her to safety while holding up a white sheet to protect the nude woman's privacy. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) Uh, She was seen with dirt on her feet, scraped knees, and authorities said she was so weak she couldn't even stand on her own. 
They took her to a nearby hospital. She was lucky, Delray Beach Fire Rescue spokesperson Danny Mochella told the Sun Sentinel Tuesday. I don't know how much longer she would have been okay down there. The idea that somebody might be down there for any length of time is disturbing. It's dirty, dangerous. There's snakes, rats, garbage, dirt, leaves, anything that's on the street that washes into the sewer, and it smells terrible. Save the best for last, I guess. Uh, She had been missing since March 3rd, although authorities were not sure how much of that time she had spent in the pit. Her boyfriend reported her missing the same day, telling investigators he had returned work to find her purse and phone at his place, but not her, according to the West Palm-based WPEC. She told investigators that she became trapped after exploring a tunnel she found while swimming in a canal near a boyfriend's home. After several turns in the tunnel system, she told police she became lost. Her mother reportedly told investigators her daughter has a history of mental illness. Oh... I'm trying to imagine a storm drain around here in Louisiana is probably going to be pretty funky. I don't even want to imagine one in Florida. All right. So that's uh, going to do it for this week, guys. Uh, So to YouTube, double flippers, triple pump. Uh, Thanks for taking my video down and not offering any kind of explanation as to why. That was fun. Uh, I wish I could have downloaded it before, so you guys would have got the Friday Night Live episode instead. But from now on, no more live episodes, I guess. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, do a little bit of housekeeping up here on top. If you like me, me personally, if you like me, support me. Support what I do. Uh, You can go to uh, patreon.com. If you hate Patreon, I got Subscribestar. Uh, If you hate Subscribestar, you can go to Float. And mines, because I put all of this stuff up there early, except for this episode, because I'm doing it Monday night, and it's going to be out tomorrow morning. Uh, so uh, if you like early access to episodes, hit me up over there. I guess the rest will be early access, not this one, because <laughs> I had a whole other one different one. But, you know, never mind. Blah, 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 blah. I got Susaned. Um, so if you guys like that kind of stuff, uh, hit me up over there. Uh, if you've got Fiat burning a hole in your pocket, uh, you can send it to me through PayPal or CashApp.com. Another way to help the show is to uh, get onto the old iTunes and leave a rating and review because for whatever reason, people use the iTunes uh, rating system to put it onto their podcast platforms, which is bizarre. But if you do send me... Uh, Send me a, a notice on uh, Twitter at EricTheRed79 uh, in a DM because my DMs are open. Regret that every time I say it. Uh, but you can send me a DM there. Tell me you've uh, given me a rating and review. I'll give you a shout out on the show. Also, if you guys join up, at, uh, you know, subscribe to the show. I will definitely give you a shout out there. Um, also saying that, uh, you can check out my website, rebelwithacausepodcast.com. Uh, if you go to forward slash podcast, it's going to have all of my uh, podcasts up there. Uh, if you do to forward slash merch table, which is be linked down below in the show notes, uh, you can check out my uh, t-shirts and coffee mugs. I got a, got a few of them up there. going to be designing more as the, uh, as the weeks and months go on. I guess I'm going to try this out again and see if people will buy a shirt. <laughs> uh, another way to support the show, go to Lauren Zati dot coffee order coffee from them and use my code rwac for rebel with cost yeah right here right behind me and uh, you'll get 10 percent off of your order and if you order anything over 15 dollars, it's free shipping free shipping over 15 dollars. and guys the coffee is 
wonderful, wonderful coffee. Uh, tastes good. Um, I would say if you're going to get it pre-ground, mocha pot makes an excellent cup of espresso. Uh, it will work in an automatic drip coffee maker too, if you're nasty. Uh, but otherwise, guys, uh, just get the be- whole beans and grind it yourself you know, to the desired consistency that you're looking for. It's a great coffee. Also, uh, I, I want to mention that the last time I ordered uh, Lorenzotti, which just showed up today, actually, uh, I used codes for my buddy Cam Harless and uh, Soup Can over there. I used the Mad Ones as the code. And so I like to do that from time to time as I'll just use my buddy's codes to help support them as well. I don't know if you want to do that or not. I would certainly appreciate it if you use RWAC at checkout to save yourself 10% on some wonderful coffee. Anyways, guys, uh, take it easy, and I will come at you next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. <laughs>